Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa Berry here with Dr. Frank Anderson. Glad that you are checking us out and listening in to yet another conversation about awareness, something we hear about a lot. And uh, we're just delighted to have this opportunity to talk about the many different aspects and applications of awareness. The word awareness, Lisa, keeps coming up over and over and over yes, again. Yes, it does. I just read Grist for the Mill when I was on vacation. Last you did? Week. I love that book. I know you did. By now, Ram Das. Mm-hmm. Yes. I packed it up in my backpack and had a lot of time to read. And I was really amazed how much he spoke about awareness. And when he really got down to some of the nitty gritty, he was talking about awareness. And I thought that was fantastic. And when we talk about awareness, we're not talking about the thought of being aware, but we're talking about a deeper sense of presence, of being, of awareness That is similar for all of us. And when we talk about exploring awareness, we talk about using mindfulness techniques to arrive at a place where we have an awareness, mindful awareness perspective on things. And it opens things up a lot. I was just um, previewing our episode from last week, too, uh, on awe. And we're a little behind, right, because I was on vacation But I loved that episode, and I hope that if people haven't listened yet or done the guided meditation, to go back to that episode number 52 and uh, do the guided meditation on awe, because I really loved how being in this place of awareness just opens up so much wonder and, and awe, and that's why we call this a big fun journey. Yeah. I think when you hear the word awareness, you can think it's so complicated or complex, and really, it's pretty basic, but it's just another way to look at and experience life that can pretty much rock your world, if you ask me. Isn't it true? You know, you kind of wake up or, you know, you just, it's like, wow, you can be aware of your thoughts, you can be aware of your emotions, and you can be aware of absolutely everything. We function a lot on autopilot, right? A lot of our stuff that we've learned our whole life, it's just functioning like as if it's normal. And when you take the awareness perspective, you might start to see that, well, wait a minute, dissecting it, taking it apart and and seeing seeing if it actually makes sense. And so it is a fun adventure But sometimes it requires some deeper work, doesn't it? Sometimes we see things about ourselves that can be difficult. Sometimes even even hard to forgive ourselves for things Mm. that we see that we've done. Have you experienced that? Ah, forgiveness. I think that's such a hot topic because I think people walk around holding on to so much anger and they can't forgive people from their past. And it's, it's a big deal to 
be aware of forgiveness and be aware of who you may or may not be forgiving. And then I personally just thought, I'm good. I forgive everybody. I'm not going to hang on because they say not forgiving someone is like punishing yourself because Mm -hmm. you're hanging on to the pain of it. But then I thought, what about forgiving myself? I went, ah, I forgot someone. (laughs) (laughs) How can I forget? And so, yeah, that's my latest act of forgiveness is forgiving myself. And I think that's huge. Well, it's great, Lisa, because the process that we've been through over the last year and a half of exploring awareness, you know, kind of opens up those doors. And so I am in the same place, I think. Self-forgiveness is a, can be one of the most difficult things that we run into because, well, if, let's go back to the definition of mindfulness and remember that in that definition, they say mindfulness is paying attention you know, in a special way, non-judgmentally. And that can rub people the wrong way sometimes because it's like, well, how can you be non-judgmental? We're so used to being judgmental. I think when you're judgmental, that is also similar to non-forgiveness. Ah, oh, yeah. Not, not completely the same, but you know, it has some of that same energy. Judging or holding someone or something accountable and, and, and having a, a judgmental view about it, or perhaps a not a forgiving view. And so when people hear that, their rational mind says, well, wait a minute, you have to be able to have some judgment on things. Um, You might say, well, you have to not forgive yourself or else you might get away with things. (laughs) Uh, You, what if you forgave yourself and you just, then you can do anything that you want. I mean, there'd be a fear that uh, you could do some terrible things or do things that weren't weren't morally correct. I mean, does that resonate with you at all? That, that, that no, you know, I'm big on intentions. So of course, I like to think that my intentions are pure, give or take this or that. But I never want to hurt anybody. So when I say forgiving myself, you know who I've hurt myself. So I have to forgive myself for hurting myself. So I guess I hear what you're saying and I understand some people may be thinking, well, you could rob a bank and then just forgive yourself and it's not a big deal. That's not what I mean. I mean, forgive myself for maybe even not loving myself enough or forgive myself for, you know, how I handled parenting or forgive myself if I have a, a not charitable thought about somebody else it's but it's not about i'm not gonna shoot someone and forgive myself i'm just gonna have it's all in my head can you tell (laughs) yeah yeah well i guess yeah where we there there are some different ways right right forgive yourself and as we've been talking about exploring awareness and we've been talking about the identification with awareness and then what that opens us up to. And so when we're opening to awareness, we talk about at the deepest level of our human existence is this sense of love and generosity and equanimity and um, the sense of 
of love and peace and the joy of being and um, generosity. And so, you know, when, when we start operating from that place, then what you were talking about flows from the bottom up. You can't will yourself to forgive yourself, right? I mean, if it becomes a thought, but when you are aware that you're doing this, with awareness comes that sense of compassion. And with that awareness comes your innate love for yourself that then Again, that kind of judgment and the inability to forgive yourself kind of drops away. It really doesn't become an issue the same way it does when you are trying to forgive yourself. And I think for for other people that are afraid that holding yourself in non-forgiveness is going to activate a shadow, I think that by experiencing this identity as awareness and experiencing the identity as love and peace and joy and generosity, then it also doesn't come up. You don't need a rule. You don't need fear to keep yourself from robbing a bank or harming someone because that's kind of a top-down thing. But when you're practicing this and connecting to that deeper level, it really isn't an issue anymore. You aren't going to do those things and it's going to be natural morality in a way. So for me, first of all, I became aware of self-forgiveness. I mean, we talk about self-compassion and you hear about forgiveness, but I literally became aware of self-forgiveness and it never occurred to me in all my 43 years of living or give or take a few that self-forgiveness was a thing. But I also want to say before we get too far, it's like, Awareness is a wonderful, I mean, we have learned, I know I have, and I hope everyone listening has learned so much about awareness over these past episodes. And But sometimes awareness can be painful. If you are stopping and you're like, wait, what am I feeling right now? Oh, I don't, this does not feel good. And now I'm aware of it. So that's where I have to forgive myself or let go or something. Because if you're aware of how you're feeling and if you're feeling pain or sad or whatever and then you become aware of it what do you do with that mm-hmm. and th- that, then i found well forgiving myself or self-compassion in this case is not something that can work at least for me well it reminds me of, of the of, of the quote about lily tomlin i love lily tomlin in case you, you're listening in another country she's an american comedian actress Oh, and you know, the movie that I love that she was in. Oh, yeah. With Dustin Hoffman was I Heart Huckabees. Right. And so if any of the listeners out there want a really interesting movie that is a lot about awareness, um, watch I Heart Huckabees. But Lily Tomlin has this great quote, forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. <laughs> that is such a great quote. Isn't that a great quote? Yeah, so, giving up all hope. Oh. All hope for a better past. Better past. You know, you like, can't change the past. Nope. And that brings up, I think, the, the solution to your problem. Sometimes these, these questions that we have, like you uh, become aware of the pain of your past, right? And you become aware of painful habits 
um, you become aware that you haven't forgiven people. I mean, I that that comes up for me sometimes mm. when um, the, these things don't don't necessarily go away. But when you come up with against painful situations, painful habits or, or things from your past that are painful. So you become aware of them, but that's that's really not uh, the end of it. Yes, these things are there, right? But they are in the past. And awareness is about being in the present. And so being present to whatever comes up, good, bad, indifferent, transforms those things into presence, right? And so even being aware of pain, pain is an emotion and experience. When you are aware of the pain, you are no longer captured by the pain. You are now identifying as the awareness of the pain. It's separate. You will see yourself as separate from the pain. All right. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I, it's, I hear what you're saying and it sounds great, but uh, we need to, to, to unpack that a little bit because people are like, what? I'm a, I identify as the pain. What does that look like? Or what do you mean? Well, if you are, are having a painful experience from a past memory and right. you're trying to fix it or you're right. lamenting about it and First of all, it's just happening, right? You're like, you're lost in thought. You're lost in memories. You're reliving the past over and over again, reminding me of time travel. Remember we talked about right? time, yep. travel? I was so thinking you're about time traveling, you're, you're like lost in thought. Now, if you never become aware that you're lost in thought, you're going to, you're just going to walk around being miserable, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be, you're, you're in pain, but you don't even know it. You're just walking around being miserable. And I think we know people like that. Oh. Um, people get mired in pain, mired in negativity, and they're just trapped there. Yeah. They don't, there's no way out. Mm. Now, if you are so fortunate, if you are lucky and listeners to this podcast have this opportunity, um, other people who encountered this type of information have this opportunity through practice, become aware that your mind is functioning in this way, that um, that you become aware that that your these painful situations and scenarios are coming up for you. Now that's that, and also like when you're meditating and you know that you're lost in thought. First, you become aware of it. That's number one, and then number two. When you do become aware of it, what do you do with it, right? And so it reminds me of the Tara Brock's methodology called RAIN, right? So you recognize it. You acknowledge that your brain is doing this. Um, You investigate, and then you nurture. And you nurture with self-compassion. So In the act of becoming aware of these things, you can then kind of respond instead of react. 
responding with self-compassion, it transforms that pain into presence and allows the, the kind of love and joy and peace and generosity of the present moment to kind of heal those things, right? And then you kind of burn through it and move forward. That sounds like such a lovely thought, but it seems like there's a lot to it. And I'm well, not- that's, that's because it's not a thought. <laughs> yeah, it isn't what I just said isn't a thought. It's a well, okay, a practice is because you said something about practice, and I'm thinking, is that the practice that you're talking about? Well, I think you can process. What, How about process? Yes, it pro- it's a process, a practice. Yeah. So I agree. What you just what what you just heard me say could be a lot of talk, and it could be a lot of you know empty talk if it isn't connected to the practice of identifying as awareness. And Mm -hmm. that is not something that you can think up. That is something that we have to experience through this, using mindfulness mindfulness techniques to explore awareness. Then you come to your own realization of who you are. You come to your own realization of how these painful thoughts and painful habits come and go just like the breath. And so first we learn to be aware of the breath as it comes and goes. Then we learn to be aware of the body as it comes and goes. And then we learn to be aware of thoughts as they come and go. And we become aware of emotions as they come and go. And as this all happens in our field of awareness, then this sense of compassion nurtures these things. It burns them. You become identified not with all those temporary things that come and go, but you become identified with the awareness of them and then what that means for you and others, right? It's a free place of of unity and healing. Can I just say that that's for me where the big fun journey comes in when you become aware of who you really are? Mm-hmm. That when you become aware of who you really are and carry that around with you and, and, and I don't want to say act, but just move forward or move your day or move your life based on the awareness of who you really are. There's so much freedom and fun, at least fun for me, because I found it's like, I went home, I discovered who I really am. And now I know, I mean, I'm always learning and hopefully growing and evolving, but to know that and to come from that place of awareness of who who you really are. I, I love you came up with the term big fun journey and that that that's what I associate that with. It is, it is. And sometimes it can be painful, right? Oh, absolutely. You know? But you, okay, can I just ask you that though? Sometimes when you become aware that you're feeling pain, that's where it becomes painful because you're not always jolly and giddy and having a big fun journey. Sometimes things are going on and they're very, very painful. So if you are aware and you're in that moment, what do you do with that pain? Is it just gonna be aware of it? Is it gonna fall off? I just I, I guess there I'm saying there is some suffering or struggling as part of awareness it can be and the way to deal with that is to hold it in presence hold it as a gift and feel the pain and feel the pain Mm. 
Why? What you resist persists. Mm, okay. Okay. And the only way out is through. All right. <laughs> I should know that by now. <laughs> I don't think it hurts to remind me and everyone listening. You're right. <sighs> it doesn't right. make sense, right? Because we spent all of our lives avoiding pain. Right. Going toward what feels good. Yep. Now, and that's that's normal, right? That's just a normal thing that all animals do. So, you know, it doesn't seem logical that you want to embrace the pain. But as long as you push it away, you know, as long as it doesn't see the light of day, it is going to function inside. It's going to cause depression. It's going to cause anger. It's going to cause uh, the bad behaviors. It's going to cause relationship issues. There's a lot of this that un earthed pain will have effects on your life. And so by unearthing it, by allowing the light of awareness to shine on it, it can't survive. It can't survive because you're going to see the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is this pain is in the past. This pain is coming from habitual energy. You can see this, you can heal it. You can say, is this really how I want to live my life? You can change, you can heal. And so, but the only way is to face it. Now, let me be very clear. Sometimes we need help facing the pain. And so people then will engage with a counselor, a trusted friend, a, a clergyman or pastor, you know, somebody who is skilled in helping people kind of traverse these painful situations. But I mean, Lisa, that's what psychotherapists do all the time is help people navigate their pain. But it isn't to be mired or stuck in the pain. It's to transform the pain into presence. You know, once you do that, and I've done this, and I can continue to have to do this. I mean, painful things come up for me from my past, not all the time, but they come up and triggers and and things. And so, you know, and you can get stuck in them and you can be miserable for a little bit until you practice. Now, I, that's why I think practicing every day is so important because it gets you ready for the day, puts you in the perspective of awareness and so you see these things come and go and you don't get caught in it but you know what we're all human and we all get caught in things but since we're practicing we can also be aware of them and be compassionate with ourselves and forgive ourselves be back in the present moment where all of this baloney doesn't really have any power over us that was so beautifully put. And, I, and, and you said healing is possible. And yes. that to me is so hopeful. It's like one step at a time, healing is possible. And you don't have to walk around being miserable and in pain. But I think, I think why, doesn't, why is that not a well-known fact about you know, what you resist? persists and and you if you are suffering or have suffered if you don't bring it up and become aware of it and deal with it or process it or practice with it then it's going to come out in other ways i i that, that i feel like that's psychology 101 really but 
we don't really discuss that much in everyday life. Well, I think it's because we don't have good solutions in everyday life on how to deal with this. And that's why I love these mindfulness practices and the awareness practices right. because they're then that's the how. How do you deal with this? Right. And I can't tell you mentally how to deal with this. I can tell you how I've done it and how lots of other people have done it. And it isn't like logical, right? It isn't, doesn't fit our rational mind. Why would mm. sitting and being aware of your breath have anything to do with this? But since I've been doing this for a very long time and I've learned from other people who have been doing it, you know, you are experiencing this. Again, I'm just encouraging everyone to just be open to this possibility that when you open to awareness, there's a freedom um, that uh, that just is just encompasses everything, and all of these other other issues become very very small. Without meditation, you can feel like you're in a small garage with all of these problems and you're cramped and there's no space and there's no freedom. You do meditation, you do this work, and all of a sudden, you know, you're in an airplane hangar mm -hmm. with this kind of stuff, but you've just got more space. You've got more ways to move around. It's not so cramped. And then you can start getting rid of some of these things or trans you can't really get rid of them, but you transform them into presence. But the, the spaciousness, the freedom, you know, the elbow room, the life has become so much more open and freeing. And, and I think you've experienced that, right? Well, you say the word freedom, and I know we have people all over the world listening, and freedom might mean something different to different people in different countries. And freedom, when I hear the, when I first heard the word presented in, in a mindfulness way, it took me a minute because I have, after all these episodes and everything I've been through, I, all, I now know that inner peace and calm. I mean, I, I thought you want to feel loved and you want to be paid attention to and you want to be happy and you want to feel fulfilled. But to me, ultimate, the ultimate goal is to just feel free and feel at peace and have inner peace and calm and uh, and. So when you say freedom, that's what that translates to me. It's like inner peace and calm and yeah. just being okay no matter what. Which we know is there in every single human. You cannot remind us of that too much. You know, that's how we started this whole podcast. You know, the joy is always there. We just cover it up. And I still remember to this day, what? When you said that to me and how that, that really did open the whole Pandora's box to, to freedom, to know that the joy is always there. We just cover it up. We just cover it up. And first of all, you have to have some faith that that's true. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you start to taste it and mm. taste it by in, in lots of ways. But in our podcast episode series, we talk about using mindfulness techniques and exploring awareness to start getting glimpses of that. And then the glimpses become, you know, double takes and the double takes become 
a little longer. And little by little, you become a lot more comfortable and happy with that sense of freedom and joy because it's very alien at first. Um, <sighs> it just seems unattainable. Right. Which is so sad that that's a truth. No, that's okay. You know, it's, yeah. we're all starting. So we start yeah. at that level. Some of us are starting as young people with this stuff. And some of us are starting at a much later age. Again, you got to put aside the judgments and the, mm. you got to allow for self-forgiveness. So, you know, I don't right. care how old you are or what you've been through or you think you're embarrassed or whatever no you just got to put all of that away and uh enjoy the possibility of uh, being in the present moment and then you know then when you do that everything fades away all the judgment all the lack of self-forgiveness kind of just it doesn't it's not an issue anymore because you're present and you're free of all those and there is freedom in self-forgiveness for sure. I mean, again, I hear I thought I was like, easy peasy. I forgive my parents. They did the best job they could. I'm not holding on to any anger because they say that not forgiving someone, you're really only hurting yourself because you're holding the other end of that non-forgiveness. But then I discovered the concept of self-forgiveness. I'm like, how did I forget me and so there's freedom in that and don't forget yourself when it comes to forgiveness don't forget yourself there's freedom in that too yeah that's that's right and we do tend to treat other people a lot differently than we treat ourselves right, right. and i think you've mentioned that before in other aspects yeah and again, it's bringing it to awareness. It's like, oh, wow, I would never treat someone else like I'm treating myself. Yes, exactly. So exactly. It's, in, it's just in that moment of awareness. It's like, well, right. well then why do I do that? Right. And, and then, then you won't do it anymore. And, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like you've got to force yourself not to. It's just not going to happen as much. Right. Every time you become aware of these things, I'm not going to call it magic but it's it, it's it's transformative you don't have to will it you really mm. can't will it mm-hmm. um, because remember we talk about top down and bottom up and so much of what we grow up with is top down do this don't do that and what we're talking about in this podcast series is bottom up Yes. A whole different approach. And again, there's freedom in that too, for sure. We have 52 episodes. So you can spend over a week or one week plus overtime, 40 plus hours of material. (laughs) Right. That you could start back on episode one and go through the whole thing. And, and join us in this journey. And it's been a journey for both of us. Right. And I think that if you listen from episode one to episode 53, which is this one, you'll see it's been a big, fun journey. It's been mm. hard sometimes, and it's been mm-hmm. fun sometimes, but it's a journey. And we've been on a path with all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic. And we it's just, just as we go. Yeah, we're just getting started. 
Yes, we are. There's freedom in exploring awareness and self-forgiveness and all the other things that we've talked about along the way. And the other thing that uh, is the hallmark of our podcast episode series is the transition from the talking to the guided meditation. It's fine to talk about these things, but as we were talking about the experiential, about tasting, that's where the practices come in. And we can practice together a guided meditation now to focus on kind of awareness of our emotions and the possibility for self-forgiveness. We can do this right now. And you can also re-listen to this part at home or on a regular basis, or set yourself up a place at home where you can sit quietly for 20 or 30 minutes a day, preferably in the morning. And yes, you could bring your cup of coffee with you, but with the intention of providing yourself with an opportunity to do things a little bit different. And so that's what I would like to invite you and everyone now to do the same thing. Let's stop thinking about things. Let's stop analyzing. Let's stop judging just for 20 minutes or so. You can go back to it if you want. But let's start fresh. Let's start as if we don't know anything. Let's start as if we are just born, let's say. We don't know anything. And we're just sitting. And we're just being present to whatever is happening. And with your feet on, your, on the floor, you can say, well, I'm present too. The floor touching my feet and your chair touching your hips and back. Okay, you can straighten your back up and have your head straight as if a cord is kind of pulling up the back of your head so it's aligned with your spine. Your shoulders can be, you know, in a comfortable position um, but not slouched over and your hands over your lap. And so now this is a posture, let's say. You're, you're assuming a, a posture and you're just aware that your body is in this position. And it's nice. You make your intention and you take a, a posture. You know, you take a seat. different than just like plopping down in a chair this is this is you know setting yourself up giving yourself some structure here and it's nice to set a timer because you're going to want to stop sooner than 20 or 30 minutes so if you have a timer i like the insight timer app so you start that timer, and so it'll it'll let you know when you're 
20 or 30 minutes is over. Now we're not using a timer tonight. This is a free form, but I'm not in a big rush. So you've taken your position and you'll learn over the time what that position is that you can sit in for 20 minutes. So if you have to move and shift, fine, it's not a problem. Now, what is happening in your body? Breathing. And there's other things happening, but the breathing is what you can really notice, focus on. And, you know, you can control your breathing if you want. And some people, when they first start meditating, they kind of feel like they have to control their breathing. But if you can just let the body breathe, then if you're letting your body breathe, who are you? So maybe you are the awareness of your body breathing. And don't try to figure that out, just be aware that your body is breathing. If you don't think about it too much, you are now identifying as awareness. Your body is breathing and you are aware of it, and that you are aware. Now you have to be careful that there's not, there's not a separate awareness from your body either, so. You can't think it, you just experience it.
And so the being aware of your breath starts to open up some space. Then we do a quick body scan. And open some space for awareness of the body just as it is. Now, you may like your body, you may not like your body, you may like part of your body and not part of your body, you might think you're too heavy, you might think you're too skinny, whatever, whatever you want to you know, evaluate about your body. Your body may have damage. Your body might have disease. Your body you know, may have disability. All right, now, whatever it is, whatever you wish it might be, <laughs> or wish that it, was or hope for it to be in the future right now in this present moment can you just be with what is experience your body as it is and if you can What a loving, generous, peaceful, joyful thing. If you could stop wishing for something else and just be present to the truth of the situation. It would convert these wishes and expectations and judgments into present moment awareness and joy and freedom. You know, if you need to go on a diet, now you have a Instead of a judgment, you can have a positive approach to make your body healthier. But in the present moment, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. And so to accept it, hmm, be such a joyful moment, generous moment.
So that's again with mindful awareness, getting a sense of accepting what is in the present moment in the body. And now we can apply this same mindful awareness to what's happening in our brains. So we're still present. If we're lost in thought, come back to your breath, come back to presence. And recall a time or a current situation where you're not forgiving yourself. Or you're not forgiving others. And you know, what does that bring up? All kinds of things in your brain the way things should have been, the way things could have been, um, what you could have done, what you could not have done, what you think others could do, all anything, all the thoughts coming up in your brain. Like um, popcorn or gunshots, you know, so many ideas and thoughts and reliving and expectations. Right, but we're, we're letting the brain do what it's doing in the present moment. But what happens to all of this material when you're aware of it? And you can see the pain, the pangs of pain come and go from these like, ah, should have done it. Wish I hadn't done this. I wish they hadn't have done this. I can't forgive them that all these thoughts. Okay, you hold that as a present moment activity of your brain. And you take a breath and you just let it be in awareness. And when you stop resisting, you stop fighting, you stop trying to change and make the past different, right? Like, wow, then is when the it's like the joy can start to seep in, you know, the present moment, peace can start to set in. Uh, you kind of have the realization that you're being generous with yourself. You're being compassionate with yourself. You're, you're actually in the reality of the present moment that encompasses everything. 
right? And just see if you can feel into that. And no matter what your brain is fighting, it's like, well, you can't just do that. Your brain will say, this isn't, this is too hard. This is too painful. Okay, to bring that into awareness as well. With the breath, aware of the breath, aware of, the, of all of these um, thoughts that you're recognizing, acknowledging. They're there, they're part of your experience. They're in the present moment. You know, you can investigate them, see what this is all about. And in the awareness, nurture, right? Compassion, realization, understanding, wisdom. Just even for an instant. Yes, painful. Yes, difficult. Yes. That's what's happening in this present moment. But these things come and go. You do that to yourself sometimes, right? But what is persisting? It's not Stop resisting, um, and then what's really always there is this stable core of peace, this stable core of the field of awareness that allows these things to come and go while you have an opportunity to access this resource, this inner dimension that's always been there. Now it's growing, expanding, and actually occupying more space than all of these uh, past useless thoughts. And this big spaces of awareness is kind of shared by all of us. You know, and the more you practice, the more you realize the unity of all beings and um, the opportunity that we all have on this journey to help each other and to make the world a better place. And so I know it's hard, and we go back to the breath. 
Okay, and you can just go back to the breath and be aware of the breath and just stay there for a bit. You know, this all seems too overwhelming. Just go back to the body and just ground in the body. Just feel the body, feel the breath. Or if it's, if it's still too overwhelming, just stop, stand up, stretch, get some tea. And try again later. I talk to somebody. I keep practicing. and get to know the space, become familiar with it so that it can be normal as opposed to something that seems so far away. So we'll stop now, a couple of breaths. Perhaps smile. And willingness to keep working on self-forgiveness. And we'll open our eyes, look around. And um, and we'll check in with Lisa, see how she's doing. A smile might be pushing it. <laughs> you said a lot of really, really, I don't know, intense or, I don't know, thought-provoking things in that meditation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, smiling is always good, but wow, thank you. I just want to say thank you for everything that you said. I mean, and, uh, was it awareness-provoking? <laughs> absolutely absolutely sure yeah awareness provoking that is a good way to put it yes so but i mean it was i like how you kind of go with stream of thought you know and sometimes you're thinking what we're thinking and you know you say it and it's like okay that kind of helps the meditation flow yeah that that's what i think is really important um there's all different types of meditation but you know this it, it, it all boils down to the same thing and, and and having done a lots of different types of meditation that's what you know that's what I want to share it's like that yeah. accessible to this uh, awareness perspective that transforms all of these things and and that's my goal or my wish for everyone that they can find that peace and share it with other people and make and you know this is how we change the world because it's not going to happen by st- sticking to all of our fixed beliefs that cause more you know division than they do unity and i don't i don't know where unity comes from except what we're talking about i wish there was another way to get around to it and i wish that millions of people would listen to this podcast and work on it right really because i don't know any other answer 
And it's the joy that has no opposite. Yes, it's there. The joy that has no opposite. And that's our birthright as humans, our opportunity. Mm. So let's do our best to experience it and live a full, joyful human life. By exploring awareness. And thank you for everything you share, Frank. And thank you for everyone for listening. You can email us if you'd like at exploringawareness at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. But most of all, thank you. Just thank you for listening. And we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Enjoy the big fun journey and forgive yourself all week long. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.